Welcome to Saving Grace Church, located in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Our mission at Saving Grace Church is to love God, love others, and reach the world for Christ. We hope that this message brings you closer to God and helps strengthen your walk with Christ. Let's take a minute and pray for our folks who are in Africa right now. They're in Uganda. We have a team in Uganda And let's just take a minute and pray for them. Lord, we pray that you would just really pour out your blessings upon the team in Uganda, everyone who is there. And Lord, everyone they are interacting with and serving and caring for, would you pour out your blessings on them? Lord, would you please save many for your glory? Lord, please save children that they're interacting with. Please save adults, Lord. Please use them powerfully. Use every single person on the team, every single one of them, powerfully, Lord. Use Mike as he is seeking to establish more orphanages and places to care for people. Use them and bless them, Lord, and help them. Just bless them all, we pray. And we pray that you'd protect them, keep them safe, deliver them from all evil. Please bring them back here safely, Lord. Give them strength, sustain them, and help them. And we also ask, Lord, for us that you would speak to us, Lord, through your word and by your spirit this morning. Lord, I need your help. Please help me to serve the church. And Lord, I pray that your word would have its effect in our lives. That you would change us through your word. And we ask in Jesus' name, amen. This morning we are finishing our Words to the Wise series. And I'm going to be speaking about the pursuit of Humility, the pursuit of humility. And as Jason said last week, the series is called Words to the Wise, but uh, a good title, maybe a better title, would be Words to Make You Wise, because that's why Solomon wrote Proverbs. This series is based on Proverbs, and he said that he wrote it to give his readers wisdom. Why? Why was it important to give people wisdom? Because wisdom leads godly wisdom. We're not talking about worldly wisdom. Godly wisdom leads to blessing and life and joy. And a lack of wisdom leads to sin and misery and destruction. And so Proverbs 1, 32 and 33 says, For the simple, and that would be unwise people, for the simple are killed by their turning away. And the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me, God's word, wisdom, whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Now, that's not rocket science. 
How much more simply could Solomon have put it? Fools killed, destroyed. Wise dwell secure, at ease, without dread. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I want to dwell secure. I want to be at ease. I don't want to be killed. I don't want to be destroyed. And it's, it's simple. It's right here for us in the book of Proverbs. Very simple. And one of the keys, we've had some great messages over this past month about the book of Proverbs, and each one gives us incredible insights to, to be blessed, to be at ease, without dread. But one of them, and the one I want to focus on today, is the way to be wise and blessed is to be humble. So let me give you a quote from Muhammad Ali, who is probably known for his humility. <laughs> he said, Muhammad Ali once said, I am the greatest. I said that even before I knew I was. <laughs> and then Muhammad Ali said, I'm not the greatest, I'm the double greatest. Not only do I knock them out, I pick the round. I'm the boldest the prettiest, the most superior, most scientific, most skillfulest fighter in the ring today. <laughs> and he was obviously the best at the English language as well, <laughs> the most skillfulest. <laughs> now, I don't know. He might have just been doing that for show. He might, have just, he might not have really believed that. But what is I was thinking about is... Um, Sometimes I think we, all of us, can think like that. You know, I, I can think like that. I can think, I'm not the greatest. I'm the double greatest. I know more than my wife. I'm the most superior. I'm the most scientific. I'm the most skillfulest husband. How dare she correct me? <laughs> How dare my wife try to teach me anything? I'm the most skillfulest or we can, you know, when I was a teenager, I didn't use those words, but basically when I was a teenager, I thought, I'm the most superior, I'm the most scientific, I'm the greatest, I'm the double greatest, I know more than my dad and mom. My dad and mom are idiots. And if, if you're like me, teenagers, that is not humble thinking. I, I was the king of looking down on my dad and mom. I thought they were totally out of it. They were idiots. First of all, if you've ever heard of a band, there used to be a band called the Beatles. And my dad, when the Beatles came out, my dad said, they sound like a bunch of pots and pans. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that's why I thought I was much better than my dad because he didn't re and years later my dad would even be singing Beatles songs as they became more popular <laughs> didn't sing them like the Beatles he wasn't that he, he was not that skillfulest but we're all tempted to look down on others we're all tempted to think we're better than other people at times it says in Proverbs 334 Toward the scorners, he is scornful, but to the humble, he gives favor. 
We, we scorn others out of pride and arrogance. We look down on them. We scorn them. And God says, to people who look down on others, I look down on you. If you scorn others, I scorn you. But it says, to the humble, he gives favor. Now, I, I don't want God to be scornful to me. I want God's favor. It says, to the humble, he gives favor. So I, I want to... I want to try to find out what that means. I want to try and do it. I want to apply it in my life. I want the favor of God. He wants you to have his favor. He wants you to experience blessing in your lives. And so that's why this is so important to pursue humility. Now, humility, our first thought might be that Humility means we, we think of ourselves like we're losers or something. I'm the worst loser. I'm such a miserable husband. I'm, such, I'm terrible. That's not humility. Humility is not looking down on yourself. It's not having negative thoughts about yourself. C.S. Lewis said this, True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. True humility is not thinking less of yourself, not thinking, I'm such a loser, I'm no good. It's thinking less of yourself and more about others. I read one, one man that says, humility, he said something like, humility is not putting yourself down, it's lifting others up. That's what Jesus did. He thought of others more than himself. Now, Here's, a, here's an illustration of humility. I've shared this in the past, but I didn't know the quote from President Reagan about this person. In, on January 13, 1982, Air Florida Flight 90 from Washington, D.C. to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, did not de-ice their wings properly. And the plane crashed into the 14th Street Bridge and crashed into the Potomac River. And among all the people who fell into the river, who, who went into the river, a woman named Priscilla Torado. She's in the icy waters, and a helicopter lowers a rope to her, but she's too weak to hold on. She falls back into the icy waters. She's going to drown. But a man who worked at the Congressional Budget Office in Washington named Lenny Skutnik happens to be on the bridge and he takes off his coat and dives into the water, pulls Priscilla to shore and saves her life. Two weeks later, President Ronald Reagan invited Skutnik to attend the State of the Union address and in describing the accident, he said, we saw the heroism of one of our young government employees, Lenny Skutnik, who, when he saw a woman lose her grip on the helicopter line, dived into the water, and dragged her to safety. See, that, that's a great illustration. He was not thinking of himself. He was thinking of others. He was not putting himself down. He was lifting up someone else. That's what humility is. Humility isn't self-deprecation or putting yourself down. Humility is looking to the interests of others, lifting others up listening to others, caring for others. That's what Jesus did. The Lord of heaven and earth lowered himself to lift us up, and we've been singing about it all morning. It says in Philippians 2, 
3 through 11, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, pride, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Now, this doesn't mean that they are more significant or that you're no good. It just means count them as more significant. Think more about them than you do yourself. And then he says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind or this mindset among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant born in the likeness of men. And he gave himself on the cross for us. Jesus, Jesus, when he became a man, he wasn't thinking, I'm such a loser, I'm no good. No, that's not humility. Humility is looking to the interests of others. Humility is lowering yourself so that you can lift others up. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus is God, king of the universe, infinite in glory and majesty and power. He knows all things, created the universe by speaking. He upholds the universe by the word of his power, the Bible says. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. He never sinned once, never made a single mistake, never did the wrong thing, and yet Jesus, absolutely perfect, the one whom the angels worship, humbled himself. And his mindset was to look to the interests of others, to our eternal interests, and he lowered himself to lift us up. He is the supreme example of humility. And that's, that's the mindset that God says we need to have towards others, towards one another. And so to be humble as Christ was humble, we count others as more significant than ourselves. Now, how, what, uh, what, how, do, we, how do we do this? So what does it mean to be humble? Well, to be humble no, it means, first of all, like I said, to lower ourselves, to look to the interests of others. Well, to be humble also means to know every good thing we have comes from Christ. Our salvation, eternal life, every gift of the Spirit, every blessing we have comes from Jesus Christ. We were lost in sin deserving of wrath as we sang this morning and as a free gift Jesus purchased our salvation and gave us our salvation gave us eternal life God the Father adopted us as his children and made us joint heirs with Christ not because of anything we did or deserved it's all a gift we never, never deserved any of it. We didn't do it for ourselves. No one is going to be boasting in heaven. Nobody is going to be going around saying, well, you know why I'm here? I helped a lot of poor people. Well, you know why I'm here? I served in Kids Cove for 25 years. You try that. <laughs> you know, none of us are going to be boasting in heaven. 
We're just going to be worshiping Jesus. We're all going to be saying, I don't deserve to be here at all. And you gave it to me as a gift. I don't deserve these treasures. I don't deserve these riches. I don't deserve this incredible joy. I don't deserve looking on the face of Jesus Christ for eternity. I don't deserve any of it. You gave it as a gift. Everything we have is a gift. Think about this. Everything we have is a gift from God. Our intelligence, if you have intelligence, it's a gift from God. We have nothing to be proud of. You, you may say, yeah, but I worked really hard and I went to college and I studied really hard. Well, who gave you that ability to study hard? Who gave you that ability to work so hard? Who gave you your intelligence? Who gave you the money to go to college? Who did this? Everything we have is a gift. Our homes, our cars, our everything. You know, we don't deserve anything. In 1 Corinthians 4, 7, it says, it says, Who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If, you, if then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? What do you have that you did not receive? Uh, your talents, any talent you have. It's, it's a gift from God. If you're gifted at sports, if you're gifted at music, you're gifted at writing, whatever it is, you didn't do that. God gave it to you. Your eyes, our eyes, our brains, our fingers, our hands, all are a gift from God. You know, a little while ago, I was trying, I was racking my brain trying to think of something I hadn't thought of for months, and all of a sudden it popped into my mind. I thought, how does memory work? I said, what a gift from God. I, sometimes I have songs come into my mind from commercials from the 50s when I was a kid. <laughs> and I think, where does that come from? How does that work? It's memory. It's a gift from God. It's amazing. Our brain is a mass of flesh, <laughs> and somehow it can store immaterial information and then recall it. My dad, as you know, he would often recall things, when he was near the end of his life, he was in a personal care facility. He's highly medicated for pain. But if you started singing Dancing Cheek to Cheek, a song written in 1935, my dad would start singing it. Where does that come from? How does that happen? What a gift memory is. I couldn't remember the song, so I looked it up on Google. That's another gift. <laughs> Our incomes, our jobs, our homes, all are gifts from God. You know, everything. The country we're born in. The language we speak. You know? Who gave all these to us? See, when the, the more we think about that, that encourages us to grow in humility. It just le leads us to be thankful to the Lord who gives us everything. 
So we, we should be humble, first of all, because of all Jesus has given us, all he has done for us, but then every gift we have. Well, another reason we should pursue humility is to imitate Jesus, who humbled himself. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He says, If I then, your Lord and teacher, this is John 13, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do, just as I have done to you. Normally it was the household slave or the household servant, some lowly person who would have to wash people's feet. And when the disciples got together, none of them were going to do it. I ain't stooping to that. And then Jesus did what the lowly household servants would do in those days, and he washed the disciples' feet. And they were incredibly astounded. And he said, I've given you an example. This is what humility is. It's lowering yourself to lift up others and serve others. So we should pursue humility, first of all, because Jesus emptied himself and came for us. But he was the supreme example of a servant. We should pursue humility because humility is the way to true greatness in God's kingdom. Jesus said, or in Matthew 20, it says, Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. So, to pursue humility, we should pursue being servants as much as we can. Because that's what Jesus did. We're imitating him. The kingdom of God is an upside-down kingdom. In God's kingdom, the way up is down. The way to greatness is to lower yourself in the kingdom of God. You know, I, I can't wait to get to heaven. And we, I think we tend to think that those people who are going to be most honored will be like Billy Graham and Charles Spurgeon. And I'm sure that they will receive much honor. But I believe we're going to really be surprised when we see Jesus heaping rewards on the little old lady who spent every day praying for people to be saved and no one knew about it. There's going to be so many humble servants Again, my dad, I can't wait. My dad would give two guys who couldn't make it to church on their own a ride to church every week. And usually take them out to lunch afterwards. I can't wait to see so many of you receive rewards. And I think at times, I think some of us are going to say, I don't even remember doing that. Some of you are going to say, when, when did I do that? Like Jesus said, 
He said, on Judgment Day, he says, I was in prison, I was sick, and you came. And, and people are going to say, well, Lord, when did we do that? When did we see you sick or in prison? Or when did we do this to you? And he'll say, whatever you did to the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. God gives honor to those who humble themselves. And it also says in James 4, 6, another reason we should pursue humility is because God gives grace to the humble. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Grace is God's power, God's strength in our time of need. Proud people don't seek God's grace. They think they can get th through things in their own strength. I've done that plenty of times in my life. Tried to do things on my own, tried to do it in my own strength. Doesn't go so good. <laughs> but if I remember to pray, and many times Christy has reminded me to pray, many times it's been after something didn't go so good. She'll say, well, did you pray about that? No, I'm not going to either. <laughs> but when, when I do remember to pray, it says God gives grace to the humble. I need more and more of God's grace. I need it. I, God's grace is his, his blessing, his undeserved favor. And if we do humble ourselves, here's another reason to pursue humility. If we humble ourselves, God will lift us up. Luke 14, 11 says, Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. You know, when, we, when we're proud, when we seek to gain that attention and that honor and that glory, and when we're boasting and we're proud, God says, okay, I'm going to humble you. I, you know what? I would rather humble myself than have God have to humble me. <laughs> I, I, I don't want God to have to humble me. I, I'd rather try and do it myself. That's much easier. So, but if, if we humble ourselves, then God exalts us. God lifts us up. We don't have to try to exalt ourselves. And God hears the prayers of the humble. This is so important. It says, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Prayer. Prayer. God leads and guides those who are humble. Psalm 25, 9 says, He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. Do you want God's guidance in your life? Do you want God to lead you and guide you? Pray. Ask Him to. He promises that if we seek Him and ask Him, He will guide us. If we just try and do it all on our own, though... So he says he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. 
Well, I, there's so many reasons, so many reasons more that we should seek humility. But I, I want to just take a couple minutes and look at how do we cultivate humility? How do we do this? How do we pursue it? We've seen the benefits of it. It's definitely the best thing in our life we can pursue, wisdom, humility. But how, how do we do this? Well, first of all, pray. As we've already heard, it says in 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you. And how do you do this? Casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. That's how we humble ourselves. We say, Lord, I am anxious about this. Lord, I don't know where this is going to come from. Lord, I need help. I don't know what to do with my children. Lord, I don't know what to do about this situation in school. Help me. I don't know what to do. I'm casting my anxieties on you because you say you care for me. The God of the universe cares for me. Thank you, Lord. And when we do that, he will help us. Prayer is an expression of humility. Proud people don't pray. Also, another way to pursue humility is just continue to remember that we are sinners saved by grace. And we still have to battle the temptation to sin. Even though we are in Jesus, we are no longer slaves of sin. We are no longer under the dominion of sin. We have the power of the Holy Spirit to conquer sin. But there is still something of our old nature remaining with us that we just need to remember is there. I'm capable of any sin. I don't want to think I could never do a certain sin. I, I'm I, I'm capable. A humble person realizes that they could fall into sin. And we flee temptation. We, we realize that, you know, I'm capable of sinning in my relationships with other people. I might not be right all the time. I'm capable of making wrong judgments because I still have to battle the temptation to sin. And that, that helps me fear the Lord. I, I know that I could fall into any kind of sin if God, if I don't, if I'm not careful, if I'm not praying, if I'm not seeking God, if I'm not on a daily basis saying, Lord, as Jesus said in the, in the Lord's Prayer, He says, pray, lead us not into temptation. I, I pray on a regular basis for me and for our children, Christy, Lord, please deliver me from temptation. Please keep me from temptation in this area. Keep me from temptation here. Please, Lord, don't let me fall into temptation because I know I'm capable of it. I could if I, if I don't fear the Lord and if I don't keep seeking Him. And that's, that's, what we, that's one way to pursue humility. Continue to remember we're sinners saved by grace. And this, this is tied into this but another way to cultivate humility is to remember that we all still have weaknesses. We're not perfected yet. 
We, we make mistakes. We do. We, we forget. This is all tied into what I've been talking about. When Christy and I may be having a disagreement, it is helpful for me if I could remember I might not be seeing this right. She might be right. Probably not, but she might be. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I need to remember, I, I'm a sinner, and, and I'm, I don't see things perfectly all the time. I think Jason mentioned this last week. We all have blind spots, you know, that we, we don't see ourselves perfectly. And so at times when Christy has maybe corrected me or other people have corrected me, my first thought in my mind is, that can't be true. That's not right. <laughs> me? You know who you're talking to? I don't do that. But I need to remember, yeah, I, I could be doing that. I am capable of that. I've shared this before, so many of you have heard this, but since I'm turning into my dad, I'll share it again. One time, one time when our kids were younger, I, I said something to one of our, our kids, and, and he said to me, I think it was Johnny, I said something to and he said, Dad, you, you don't have to be so harsh. I said, I'm not being harsh. I'm just telling you, I'm just giving you a correction. And then Christy said, Mark, you did sound harsh. I said, I'm not being harsh. And then my son David said, Dad, that really sounded harsh, what you said to Johnny. So I, I had to say to myself, well, if three people are saying I sounded harsh, maybe I have been. I had to realize I, I don't see myself perfectly. I hate it when people do that. I don't like it when people correct me and tell me something, especially then when I realize it's true. I don't like to see weaknesses and sins in myself. But if, if I'm going to be humble, I need to believe that I am capable of sin. I can't always see myself perfectly. And then the last thing to pursue humility is to seek to be a servant. As we've already talked about, seek to be a servant. Lower yourself to lift others up. Remember C.S. Lewis said, true humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. So, Let's stand, let's pray, let's have the worship team come up. As soon as the teachers and kids cove hear the music back there and they look and see what time it is, they're going to start panicking because they're not through with their craft yet. <laughs> but let's sing to the Lord and let's praise Him for what He has done and let's each one of us just ask God to help us to be humble and servants. Lord, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Everything we have is from you. Thank you. 
Thank you for every heartbeat you give us, every breath of air every day. Thank you for letting us wake up this morning. Thank you for your protection during the night. Thank you, Lord, for our health and our strength. Thank you, Lord, that we could be together here, gather together and worship you together. And, Lord, we just, um, we just thank you. Thank you especially for the gift of salvation, the free gift of eternal life. And, Lord, if we have gifts of the Spirit that we are able to serve others with, we acknowledge those are all from you. Lord, every opportunity to serve is from you. And so we just thank you and we ask you, Lord, that we, you would help us to be like you, Jesus, that we would look to the interests of others. I, I need your help because I'm so selfish so much of the time. Help us, Lord, to become more and more like you, Jesus. Help us to become servants more and more. And we just thank you. This is your will. And you desire this for us even more than we desire it, Lord. So we just thank you that you will help us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.